Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast, presented by Biosteel and powered by Go Goat Sports. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Tonight, we got our roundtable back. We have a very special guest, and he'll get to him last, but let's get to our panel. This is a big return for uh, for our last guest. The last time he was on with us was when we had Matt Berlin on, the uh, Oilers Ebo goalie. But uh, let's get to the panel first. We got Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Fandy is dandy. Just had my first sip of wine tonight at uh, seven o'clock because I have to rush and get my trailer out to the storage for the the winter because I've got a scumbag neighbor that called bylaw on me because I usually park it in front of my house. I got a pretty big corner lot and I parked the trailer. You probably saw it today, Boston, when you dropped it off. And yeah, I've been getting notices and I've been trying to call. I call the city and get extension blah 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 so if you're that neighbor that fucking calls <laughs> because you got nothing else better to do my my neighbor next door has got a trailer on his driveway and he keeps it there all winter and they got a notice too so if you're that scumbag neighbor i hope no, i won't say that but i hope you your basement floods so he, <laughs> is he he's complaining that it's on where it is right now yeah, because it's been there, there for 13 years. Yeah. I, I've kept it there for 13 years. That's bizarre. And we just all of a sudden got a notice. So wow. the city of Edmonton is more worried about my trailer on your property. My, my property than they are about like the transit situation or or the crime in this city. Like, fuck off. Leave yeah. me alone. Where's just let me say? be. Huh? What did the letter say? It said if I if I don't move it. Within like 72 hours or whatever, or they give me a deadline of August 31st. If I don't move it by then, I get a $250 fine. And then it increments each time. So like it could go up to like 1500 bucks. If you need a place in the meantime, buddy, I got, I got a room out here. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I got a, uh, a buddy's dad, father-in-law out at Buck Lake. He lets me. I just cruise it out there because we usually stop at Pigeon in May. But anyway, that just bothers me. It's terrible. Be better, people. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And we got our other co-host. Uh, we got AK, the closer. We got Brody McIntyre. Uh, Broads, how's it going? It is a good day. I'm in a good mood. It's Tuesday after a long weekend. Things are humming along. Life's, life's swell, pal. Did a nice little 12-hour drive with my wife on the weekend. So back watching Charles for my little guy. And yeah, it's good. There you go. Can't complain at all. All right. We got Phil Stockley with us. Phil, how's it going? I'm uh, going pretty good. Jeez, I don't, I don't even think they got the ice in a new Sarepta yet. You guys are all doing tryouts. I don't even have the ice in over there. So <laughs> right we're still in summer mode. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nice. And, uh, I don't know. Cam will have to find some kind of crazy audio to do an intro here, like maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Virginia. Okay, Tech, let's settle Virginia down. Virginia Tech. I don't know, but we got him back. He's finally back with us. We got Trevor Rupp Tash Rapper with us. Rapper, how's it going? Going good. Uh, a few corrections, Clay. Uh, when he said that if he didn't move by August thirty first, he'd be getting some fines. It's already September sixth. Um, Brody said Brody mentioned that it was Tuesday after a long weekend. It's actually Wednesday, right? It is Wednesday. So that's kind of you know that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, regarding Clay's situation with the neighbors, all you got to do 
come out to St. Albert, you got like <laughs> Al Borland on each side, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, right on. Mutz fans, so much going on right now in the live sporting events, concerts, everything going on. You know, you got wrestling events, you got the NBA, you got the NFL, you got hockey coming back, like so much going on. So use the promo code 2MutzPod when you guys go to SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and get $20 off your purchase for these live events. You guys won't be disappointed. They'll help you on the bucks, you know, save that $20, get you a couple beers, maybe have some popcorn, whatever you want for that, saving that $20 going in. And, you know, use these live events, man. There's so much going on right now. Uh, this is the greatest time. Um, all these sports are firing back up. So all four major sports will be ready to go. Then you guys got the Drake concerts, the T-Swift concerts. There, there's so much happening right now. So, so many great events to be a part of. So don't be disappointed when you guys go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code 2 Pod, all capitals. That's the promo code 2 Pod, all capitals, to get $20 off your purchase. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all teamwear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 2MUTS at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. I guess, Rob, we'll kind of start with you, uh, and your bros can chime in on this too. You guys have uh, your camp throughout the summer, um, and then your three-on-three camp. I ran into a friend of the pod, Dustin Canal, at uh, at Meadows the other day, and he was telling me about uh, how busy it is with the weekend, and their kids were, uh, his kid, little guy was taking part of it. But uh, how was the experience uh, through you guys' camp throughout the summer, and how was uh, the three-on-three? The camp was fantastic. Uh... I think Brody can attest to that. And, you know, Deanne, his wife, runs the uh, the conditioning part outside, the, the off-ice stuff. And, you know, my wife is is on the books. So something we've been doing for, I don't even know now, five years, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say four or five. Yeah, it feels like Yeah, it. so I, I feel like, uh, you know, and it's not about building a name or anything like that. It was... You know, we had kids in hockey and we wanted to kind of keep them on the ice in the summer, but we wanted to stray away from kind of what everybody else was doing and get back to being at a conditioning camp. And um, especially out here in St. Albert, you know, we're getting uh, full camps. We ran three camps this year. We ran a U13 camp, a U15 camp, and then a U18 slash junior camp. And you know, they were pretty full, so it's going pretty good. And, um, 
you know, with that, um, you know, Phil kind of hooked us up, actually hooked Brody up more <laughs> with, uh, um, you know, kind of doing their development out in Lucerepta. So we bounce out there next Sunday to do some hitting uh, uh, clinics for the, for them. And then uh, I think we go six times during the year on every other Monday or every, you know, once a month. And, you know, from U11 all the way up to U, I think, 17 or 15, we will, uh, you know, just do skills and drills and skating and things like that. So uh, it's it was busy and it was fun and, and you know, kind of, me and Brody have been talking about a three-on-three thing for a long time, and I am fortunate enough to have a younger kid where me and a couple other coaches uh, in the HSL got together and said, why don't we just try running a little three-on-three kind of conditioning tournament uh, out at the mall and kind of just put teams or players' names in, the, in a hat and drew them out, and they just landed where they did, and it was honestly, I've been to a lot of tournaments and I've done three on three stuff and I don't know if it's the mall or, um, you know, kind of the, the group we had, but, uh, it was awesome. Kids had a blast and, um, you know, came down honestly to Sunday where, you know, there was upsets to knock contenders out and, you know, one team had to win by a few goals to get into the semis. It was just wild. It was great hockey and all close games. So, you know, mission accomplished. So is that a spinoff of your camp, would you say? Not really. Um, Brody and I are actually, you know, might as well maybe uh, let everybody know that uh, next summer we're going to be, uh, I think, starting a three-on-three league out here in St. Albert. So we'll see what kind of ice we can get. Brody's already got the feelers out. And, you know, I, I kind of was the 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 what do you want to call it, the scape, not the scapegoat, but the trial guy here for this West Ed thing, and it ran good, you know. We'll get was it all weekend? There. Yeah, it was all weekend. It went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right on. Um, so kind of what we're looking for next year is, you know, just enter your own team, team of 10, nine skaters, including another goalie, and um, we'll go once a week, try to get Friday nights and do that for four or five weeks. And just see how that goes. I think the kids will love it. That's be fun, man. Yeah, bro, do you want to chime in on it and, and maybe even plug where people can get a hold of uh, this event? And if you guys have an Instagram account uh, or do you guys got Twitter or an email that people can get a hold of, but your experience and what you thought about this uh, this great uh, initiative and tournament you guys are starting this, uh, you know, another uh, way to add more skills and development to the kids too, right? Yeah, and this one's will be more about just fun, right? I think it'll be, you know, whatever whoever wants to be in your team, throw your team in. We'll pick a pick a team name. We'll give you some jerseys every Friday. Show up, have some fun. It'll be pull the puck out of the net after a goal. Keep on buzzing and play two twenty five minute halves or two twenty minute halves or whatever it works out to be, and let the kids just have some fun, right? Parents will be up probably having a couple beer up up top. Drive them home after. It'll be It'll be a really cool, I think, just kind of chill, fun, no structure, but also good. Every kids nowadays, they always want to be in the ice. So yeah. give them a reason yeah. to come out and it'll be fun. It's not power skating. It's not worrying about stick positioning or angles or anything. Just go out and have some fun. So just we're playing hockey. Fun. Just play hockey and have some fun. Like I love it's it. awesome, right? That's uh no structure. So that that's good. We've booked uh 
I've kind of sent in for the ice and we'll see what comes out from St. Albert. They're pretty good at giving us ice. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And it'll be low cost. We're not looking yeah. to, we're not looking to make money, right? We're just looking to give back have some fun game. for the kids and get out there and have a couple of brewskis after it'll be, it'll be great. I think. So uh, for people that want to sign up to this and they can email us. Yeah. If you have an email there. Yeah, but... sorry, boss. But yeah, they can email me, brodyoffers at gmail.com, B-R-O-D-Y, O-F-F-E-R-S at gmail.com. We'll I'll that... be happy to get back to them. No, we don't have any paperwork or anything yet. We're still kind of figuring out all the details, but okay. it's definitely going to be a goal. Okay, perfect. And we'll, uh, we'll get Cam to throw that in the show notes when uh, we send this over to Go Road Sports. And then when they post it, it'll be in the description for everyone. If they didn't get the email there, you can just find the link and get a hold of Brody. Uh, to, uh, you know, get, start the conversation and uh, see where things go for sure. So I'm looking, that would be you, fun. Be, uh, Bosco, you had quite the event this weekend. Yeah, that looked amazing, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, thanks to Phil too for being a part of it. But um, yeah, we, uh, that was our, definitely our next topic. So we'll switch over to that. But um, yeah, obviously Shadowfight Salon and Barbershop is, uh, you know, has been sponsoring us since uh, episode one and we are on, episode 212 today but uh you know um shaddy and i've known that family for 25 plus years and uh yeah they've been been always uh willing to give back and this was the 11th annual can man dan event and it was called we are here for you day and uh phil brought out his drone and his camera because that's what phil does for a living if people don't know he uh he's a part of uh his own little company here so was that a lineup that was the lineup of people yeah yeah so, Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, you got That's uh, incredible. You uh so Shadified uh the event uh the event usually goes from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. but uh you know, I'll, I'll Shady might <laughs> I will share it, but yeah, he uh they stayed until nine o'clock. Every single person in the line got their haircut. So uh and he, they were people. like throwing people in the barber chair, like next, 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 like it was crazy. Yeah. So uh, how many haircuts total? Over four thousand haircuts were. Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Over four thousand. So that, unfortunately for the, shit. they ran out of backpacks because they do give backpacks and they have uh, they had five five hundred loaves of bread. Uh, they had uh, like food food hamp like food for the families too. So the kids had back to school supplies and some food to put on their tables because. Uh, you know, obviously the event hold, holds it for people that are uh, low-income families around Edmonton. And so, yeah, this is probably the biggest crowd I think they've ever had. At least it's the biggest crowd I've ever seen that they've had. And, um, yeah, so Phil and I were there from uh, from uh, about 10 till about, uh, I think, maybe 1230, 12.30. 12.30? Yeah, 12.31 o'clock. Finn's Fiaco, Phil's a good friend, dropped by with some diapers and uh food hamper him and his family stopped by so it was uh they they still be yeah it was over four thousand so obviously the backpacks costs you know that was years ago was like seven bucks and now it costs you know 24 to 23 bucks yeah. or whatever it is so so they can't they couldn't get everyone a backpack but they got everyone you know uh you know a, a haircut so yeah just amazing event it was pretty special to be a part of it uh, we're definitely going to be a part of it next year. Um, this for Phil and I and our podcast was kind of just to see what it was like. And, you know, we get went and chatted with some people, interviewed some people and, you know, Phil took a bunch of pictures. So Phil, I'll throw to you. You want to probably comment on it as well too. 
Yeah, it was, just, it was wild because you, you talk to people there and they were like, you know, five years ago, we didn't need this help. And uh, with, with the way the economy's going and the world's going, like, you know, it's not a it's not a proud moment to come out and like need help. But at the same time, it's, it is, you know, like, don't, don't be afraid if you need help to to come and get help. Like that's what it's there for. Uh, but it was just shocking to like talk to some people and, you know, they're like a lot of people are, are having a hard go right now and um, super cool event. Um, what was Vince Fiacco's uh, little, what did he say? Yeah, he, in his, has, uh, uh, yeah, his his line is uh, the secret to living is giving. So uh, yeah, the line that he had, and you know, just to, just I think that just summed up the whole situation, the whole day, and what the whole day is about. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I that, didn't want to butcher it, so I asked I asked Bosco to do it. No, so no worries. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty sweet, pretty sweet to to be a part of it. So um, and uh, we'll definitely be a part of it going forward. And you know, try to help uh, raise more awareness and some money for it to, to, you know, to add those. So the backpacks don't run out at three o'clock, uh, you know, but the demand and the need is high. So it's, it's good and it's sad in a way, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's a uh, beautiful. Yeah. Event. And these, and these guys, these barbers and hairdressers, like they were just going like full out, like they were putting designs in kids hair, they were spraying color on their hair. And like the smiles were just like, so awesome. These kids were just pumped. Yeah. So awesome job to Shadi and his team. Uh, over 20. They had over 20 stylists. Oh. I think yeah, they, man, they it looked like every chair was, uh, every was chair crazy. was full. Yeah. Yeah. They had, you had on the one side, you had, they were taking, the girls were taking care of, you know, the girls coming in and getting the girls done. And then the other side, they had the guys taking care for the guys. And, you know, if they needed anything else, they had the chairs to, you know, put highlights in or colors in or like fill awesome. different stuff. Yeah. It was pretty. Uh, Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty cool event to be a part of for sure. Stick taps to Shadify. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, great to, great. I to feel like that's, uh, I feel like that model should be changed to, the secret to living is giving a high and tight haircut. I'm looking at you, Bosco, and you, Phil, and holy smokes, you guys must have fell in that barber chair too. <laughs> so, so Phil has Phil has got his hat on, but yeah, I got uh, I got some the haircut haircut going on here. So don't worry, Shadow will take care of you guys. You guys are gonna go and see him. Yeah, yeah. you got to go see him. It's an experience, boys. Yeah, the guy's the best barber in Edmonton, man. Probably. Hey, what what's the Vince guy's name? Vince Viaco. It sounds like a like a stage name, like he's a wrestler or something. I used to play hockey <laughs> do you, with the do you know him, Brody. I feel like he's a realtor in Edmonton. Yeah, I know. I th- but did he play ball hockey too? He did. Yeah. No. His brother. Yeah, he did. And his brother played. Vince uh, didn't. Vince never played ball hockey. I'm pretty sure he did with his oh. brother Rob. So. So I'm pretty pretty no. sure back in the day they did and when they were playing the Italian. Well we'll have to we'll have to go to the uh we'll have to go to the the back check it. Eh? We'll have to go upstairs. Yeah, we'll have to go check the tapes and see if he's out there. Back check. Loser, lo- loser shaves their head. Exactly. So Phil Phil's already almost, he's ready to go to Mark Messier here. So it's ready to it's so ready. I'm like I no, who's that guy with like the skull at uh the Washington Capitals guy? There was his oh, name. Ally Ally Free. Ally Free. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for here you need a dart hanging out of your mouth yeah <laughs> exactly all right uh speaking of shadified we'll stick to the, the theme obviously shadified slaughter barbershop uh they got three locations uh ellersley Northside, and downtown uh go see the guys there tell them the two month podcast sent you and let's get to our edmonton Oilers report 
sponsored by Shadified. Uh, Rupper, your thoughts on the Jeff Jackson hiring and uh, some of the offseason moves that the others has. First time having you on with all the news that has happened and uh, the captain skates going on. The entire team is here. Um, even the, the farm team guys, they're up here too. So your thoughts on the uh, season ahead and uh, the offseason you others had, Rupper. I like uh, I like the fact that the whole that everybody's up for this cap and skate. Um, I think that shows that, uh, you know, maybe they're ready going to start the season for business this year. Uh, I think there's some unhappy people with how the last couple of years have played out in the playoffs. And, you know, that's just the one way of getting prepped for it. Uh, off season wise, you know, what, what, what was the big news? I, you know, yeah. Yeah. Connor really, Brown come in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Connor Brown, and we'll, we'll wait and see what the verdicts are. I know he played with Connor in juniors, and that's a long time ago. Um, I think he helps the team. Uh, you know, some of the PTOs that they that they signed are, you know, your your, your normal PTOs uh, that they mm-hmm. do every single year. They, they seem like they want to bring back a couple ex-players and see how they pan out. I don't know if there's room for them this year because I think uh, – their third and fourth lines are are going to be pretty much the same. So I don't know. It's it's tough to say without uh, really seeing any skates and any exhibition games. And I'm more of a guy that uh, can ask Brody. We got our kids' trials going on. He's who's this guy? Who's that guy? I go Brody. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I gotta see. I gotta <laughs> see him in a game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So right? we have our yeah. We have the, kind of our first exhibition game tomorrow. Uh, our boys are uh, unfortunately probably going to be out for a few of them because they're returners and, you know, the coach wants to see kind of the new blood coming up. And I expect that the same with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. You know, even they talk about, you know, well, Gagne just came off hip surgery and, and cetera, hasn't played in two years. And uh, Noah Gregor is in this backyard and he gets a PTO with Toronto and, you know, the lead, the, you know, he's got wheels and 25 years old. So I was a little bit surprised. I guess they're maybe they're just trying to add a little bit more veteran presence to the bottom six. Cause it wasn't, a, it was good when they had Bukestad there. Uh, so, but obviously uh, Ganyu is more of a right winger than a center, but, and Sutter's always been in shape, but yeah, bro, your thoughts on kind of what you've seen with Jeff Jackson come in. It's the first time you've been on with that uh, too. And you know, the captain skates, all this other stuff here. Jeff Jackson seems like a good hire. I don't, I can't really comment on who he's, what he's changed. I mean, sure. He hired a video guy. I don't know if they're good or bad. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be great though. It's it's good leadership, right? He's got a good background. Sounds like he's well-liked, well-respected in the hockey community. So I hope he does a good job and I'm, I'm sure he will. As far as the captain skates, I think it's really important that McDavid kind of is behind this, right? This isn't just come on out. Let's have some skates if you're in town. It's, it's for a reason. He's like, let's we're be here on this day. Here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. So that when the season starts, we are at, or the even trials start really the camp. We are ready and we are focused and we've already worked on our power play. We've already worked on this. We're in the gym together. We're dialed because we're winning the Stanley cup. There's mm-hmm. a reason behind it. It's not like he's just, I don't know. It shows leadership. It shows growth it shows that they're for real and they're going to be contenders. So I really like that. Uh, I think it's, I think it's only going to be very, like, I think it's going to be very beneficial for the team for later, like come Christmas, come 
January, February when it starts to actually matter. So I'm pretty pumped about that. What was the last question, Bosco? There's one more. Yeah. Oh, the PTO. Yeah. Yes. The PTOs. Yeah. Sam Gagne is here because he's buddies with McDavid and Dreisen. Right. End of story. Yeah. yeah. And Sutter, I don't know, man. I'm two years out is a heck of a long time, I imagine, for an NHL player. So I'm assuming he'll get cut at some point, would be my guess. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's serviceable and a good player, but that's uh, pretty tough to come back from, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know about Gagne. I, I honestly just think he's here because of McDavid and Drysaddle. They wanted him here. So. Yeah, they also hang out in the summertime in Muskoka area and all that. So, yeah. Phil, your thoughts? On the PTOs? Yeah, just, um, just kind of everything there. You know, the, the captain skates, the PTOs, uh, Jeff Jackson coming in, uh, you know, kind of the, the wave there. Yeah, um, I'll just, I'll just kind of touch on the PTOs. Like, I'm just kind of wondering, like, I think Sutter and Gagne are both centers, so they're probably competing against one another. Like who else would they be competing against on the Oilers uh, for that, for that role? Yeah. Well, obviously Derek Ryan and, and Ryan McLeod, right? So those are, those are your, your third and fourth line centers, but, uh, but you know, really Derek Ryan transitioned more to the right wing, same with Sam Gagne. So they really don't have a fourth line center because they lost Bukestad and he was their fourth line center because Right, that, that line between Fogel, McLeod, and Ryan, uh, you know, was a really good line in the playoffs down the stretch, right? So that will be their third line probably again, and their Corsi numbers were were through the roof. So yeah, you're you're really competing for trying to win that job, but with the limited cap space, it's going to be tough. And then Jason Gregor reported yesterday that on top of these PTOs, the Oilers are looking at making a depth signing in the organization for around 707,000, 70, around 800 K or so is what Gregor reported on his show. Did he hint yeah, to so, I'm available. Yeah. He, he, Did just, he, hint to he didn't hint to it. He didn't bring up names, but he said he heard, uh, with his hit with spec yesterday, uh, he just said, yeah, he's hearing the, some whispers that the Oilers are, are, uh, closing in on a, on a signing and they would be a depth player in the 800 range mark and he would be a fourth line player. So he didn't give up any names at all. So this was obviously yesterday and the news broke of his nephew getting a PTO with the Leafs today, but, uh, yeah, sorry, Phil, go ahead. No, it's all good. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys are, you guys are the Oilers guys. So you guys can, uh, can fight it out. But I like, I don't know. I just, is, is, is there room for even one of these guys on the team? That's just my question. Or is it just like, kind of like a, let's get, uh, let's get McLeod a little bit of a push here and give him some competition at camp. Vandy, your thoughts throw to you on that one. Yeah. Well, just what Phil said, I think it's just to add a little bit more competition I mean, at the end of the day, Gagne is not going to be a third, fourth line guy. Gagne, I think if you're going to sign him, he's got to be your top six, no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I think he's just by, by process of elimination. I mean, he, he'll get a fair shot, but uh, Sutter's intriguing. I I think being two years out, it'll be tough for him to come back and get to that level. But um, I mean, again, Correct me if I'm wrong. Can you sign a PTO? They have to sign a one-way deal, do they not? They can go. Or two, might they can go a two-way too if they want. So there you go. Yeah. You add depth to your lineup. Regardless, if, they got to clear waivers anyway. So correct. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, he's been all two years. But yeah, I, it is what it is, right? Um, I think it's, it is. It is just to add competition. Yeah. 
Insider and, did say on Oilers now that it's either Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver is the only places he would play. And as soon as he threw the hat out of, he was got the, the bill of health to play uh, Edmonton signed him automatically. So that PTO was in the hopper for a while. It just, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having competitiveness. And I mean, it's, it's a problem we've never had. We haven't had in a long time. Right. Yeah. And it, it just shows the growth going back to the captain's gate. I think we have to look at, I mean, is this the first year everybody's come back? This early. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it goes to show you that Connor not only is growing as a player on the ice, but off the ice. And he, he's he's obviously learning how to be a leader. And whether he, you know, they called a captain's gate and whether or not Connor called everybody to tell, told everybody to come in or not. But I think it just shows that they're they're heading in the right direction. Yeah. The story I got told today was when they got eliminated against Vegas, before the media came in and coaches came in. Um, and I, I think he confirmed it with Stauffer tonight that uh, he closed the doors and said, we'll be back in Edmonton on September 5th. Every, I expect every single person of you guys, everyone in this room that is going to be here to be here. Obviously there's changes. Of, it seems uh, like it's been a long off season, no? Because correct. of all the shit show that we've had for the last yes. three years, it just seems like it's been, we haven't had hockey in so long. I mean, we had the world juniors in August last year. So we kind of got that fix. Yeah. But, but it just seems like it's been so long for, Has been, yeah. I mean, it seems like well, our longer, summer, longer, my summer longer for some of us, eh? No, yeah, correct. Correct. <laughs> obviously. And you know, but, but um, yeah, it just seems like it's been a long summer. So um, these guys will be itching to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, some breaking news here, actually. We got some breaking news. Um, yeah, some NHL breaking news here. The Ottawa Senators, Brody, you'll like this. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have signed uh, Jake Sanderson to an eight-year deal, eight point five million dollars. Saint Albert boy. Oh boy, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, eight years. He's a stud. If you haven't watched him, yeah. Broge, your thoughts? You've been watching this kid for a while and know the story. So well, he was in the states, man. He didn't. He didn't play right here. He was down in the U.S. development program. Right? Okay. Okay. Sorry. But uh, he didn't coach, play minor hockey in Saint Albert. Young, and then his dad. Oh, he okay. left, right. He was down in Montana, and then the U.S. national uh, development program. Mm-hmm. But his family's all from here. They grew up with the brothers and stuff, so they're they'll be pumped. Um, that's like. That's a lot of money, right? There's no, there's no more second contracts anymore. No. It's just like no. you're young, you're good. There's a boatload of cash and a boatload of term. Yeah, like good for him, and he's he's a good player. He's a really good player. Rupert. So that's pretty. I'm gonna text his uh, uncle right now and see yeah. what he has to say. Tell him we should give him some to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. your thoughts on this deal? Well, great. Ottawa's making moves. I mean, mm-hmm. they're doing it for a little bit, and they're going to be a freaking deadly team, man. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. They've got an unbelievable leader. You know, they they, they made some moves, got, got rid of some contracts where they could sign, you know, pick up a couple. And, and, and they're young, and I get it, but yeah. I'm telling you, they're going to be scary good. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will be. Yeah, they will be for sure. Vandy, you like that deal, don't you? I think I think it's no, I, I I don't know. That's a lot of money, man. But I mean, if you got the cash or you you can do it, do it. I mean, he is a good player. But oh that's a that's a lot of money. Has he really <laughs> proven himself? Last year you know was, what I mean? But yeah, last year he was kind of their all around. But yeah. 
He was drafted by Columbus, was he not? No, he was drafted by by the the Senators. By the Senators? Is, okay. This is right out of his entry level deal. Like you know, it's an extension, oh, okay. so he might. Um, well, they see something that, but yeah, they they know they would know more than I would know. So well, obviously, next year he'll still be on one year left of his entry level deal, and yeah. this deal will kick in. So, well, like um, Rob said, they're loading up. Ottawa's going to be. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and they have to, right? They're in probably one of the toughest divisions in the show. So right now they are. I would say, yeah, them or, you know, the way things are shaping up in the Pacific division, that might be too, right? So I, I would, I would say, five teams out of the Pacific are going to make the playoffs this year. When we get to that, like we're a month That's away a hot before take. that. We're a month away before that podcast, but uh, our prediction podcast. But Phil, your thoughts on this deal? I like it. Um... Yeah, uh, Rupper said it. I think Ottawa's going to be a fun team. Def- these good defensemen, they're so hard to find. So, I don't know. If if I'm uh, if I'm Ottawa, I'm probably locking that up too yeah. uh, for, for long term. So, I think I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. Shabbat and Sanderson as a one-two, not too shabby. No, not too shabby. He's only played one season, boys. Yeah. Yeah. 77 games, 32 points. No. You can't, I mean, yeah, you got to, so you got to go off that then. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Four goals. Yeah. But you think like for the most part guy, like high pedigree guys who sign long-term, they end up working out to be fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, what's the, so we'll stick to, we'll stick to the defenseman theme and the young defenseman theme. Uh, you know, Blake Fiddler, uh, Vernon's a little guy there. We, uh, we were at the, he game. ain't little dude. Well, he ain't little. <laughs> He's actually bigger than all of us. So. Yeah. Uh, obviously is his, his little guy in his way, but, uh, he is, uh, he is a, a big kid. So hopefully, uh, we're just messaging him here today and yesterday. So hopefully you get a chance to meet him, but we were there watching the game with the Fiddler family and, uh, pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet moment for sure. Um, you know, just to kind of see him play and he's going to have a pretty good year ahead, but, uh, you know, Phil, you're at that game too. Your thoughts on kind of that oil Kings top 40 game and uh, the roster broken down now and their first preseason game will be this Saturday. Yeah. Pretty lopsided game. Uh, team red kind of put the boots to team white. Uh, unfortunately, uh, young fiddler there, he was on the white team and I, I don't think Vern was very happy with the uh with the white team's effort uh i thought blake played good uh he was physical he had a nice little wrestling match in the corner with a kid at the uh at the end of the game there i don't know if you saw that or not bosco but uh but yeah do they no, fight at these camps anymore they they no fights on this one but Oh, there was almost a fight the day before fids was telling us when we got there he was saying blake and this other guy have been going at it and Blake challenged them to a fight. The other guy said no. So, and then in the game, they went back and it fits goes, there's that fucking guy again. So, so it's kind of, <laughs> he didn't want to go at him, but uh, yeah, no Jerome's kid was there too. And uh, this kid I've been watching, he's been at Doug Ockenberg's camp a lot. His name's Ashton Lee. He's uh, 16. He's 15 years old. This kid can play. He was really good. He ended up for, for, I don't know why he got cut. He did get cut. He was a 13 round the oil Kings draft him in the 13th round. It was their last pick in the, in the draft. But uh, yeah, he was, he was one of the kids that stood out even to a few other people from what I heard, but yeah, he didn't make it. So, uh, so we'll see. I think Doug Ockerberg's going to try to get him with, with the storm here, but uh, I thought it was good. It was good, good game and kind of good to be in that atmosphere. I, we were the only media there. There's no other media there. So uh, we were the only kind of guys there, but we weren't really, where, where can like, 
is where where does Blake go? Can he make the Oil Kings? He's going to be on the Oil Kings this young? year. No, he'll he'll be on the Oil Kings for sure this year. So okay. I was walking in with one of the Oil Kings scouts, and he um, when I walked in the rink, he was saying that yeah, he's definitely like he was done. number one pick for import yeah. or yeah whatever the, yeah. yeah. So you know he'll be with them for sure. So and Fids you know, Fids wants to watch him you know play like they're they're they've kind of relocated back here a little bit and and whatnot and uh, yeah so it'll be uh, be good to see him and. Yeah, his first preseason game is at the River is at the River Creek Casino on Saturday, and then they go to Red Deer for Sunday, and then they're in Grand Cash for two more games, and then uh, the season I think starts. And they're playing an exhibition game at River Creek. Yeah, yeah. So why? Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> what? This, uh, yeah, this Saturday they're playing an exhibition game. So yeah, I'm not joking. It's. Uh, they just traded for uh, Tyson Nash's kid. Yeah, today. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was a good trade there too. So uh Rupper, I don't know, have you kind of followed that scene too with uh with uh Blake Fiddler and the kind of you know Fids obviously, but you know, kind of wishing him the best. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean he gets uh that's all from mom. I'll tell you that a hundred percent. His height, <laughs> his his athletic ability, uh hand eye speed. None of that's from dad. Uh, hey, we, we when Blake see, makes it, we got to take Blake to league or if he hasn't been there yeah. yet. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see if he has. So, yeah. He's no, probably got sorry. a VIP card there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, you know, it, it, you know what? It's exciting times uh, kind of for, for myself and, and probably Brody and a lot of guys that kind of, I'm starting to know more guys that are getting drafted and I'm able to follow, you know, there was a ton of guys off our team last year, a ton of guys we've played with this year is going to be the same. So it's, it's just exciting times, whether it's uh, the dub route or um, the college route, it's just, or AJ route, whatever it is. I mean, I can go on flow TV, which is now our flow hockey which was previously uh, hockey TV. Yeah. And I can literally like watch my, my nephew in Yorkton. I can flip over and watch Teo in uh, um, Spruce. I can watch Brody's kid down and I can't even say the name. It starts with a W. Which Wenatchee. Wenatchee. Figure it right? out. So, you know, like we grew up with these kids. Uh, our, our kids have played with these kids. So it, it's exciting times. And, you know, Speaking to, to that Ashton Lee, you know, he's 15 years old, Buckle. Not a lot of 15-year-olds are gonna are gonna make yeah. <laughs> crack a roster spot in the dub. You know, it's 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 tough. It's 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 a lot of steps up. And just to for him to get his foot yeah. in the door is, is an amazing accomplishment. And Correct, yeah. you know, for him to just see like maybe what that next level is, it, it, it's it's gotta be successful. And he might look not look at it as a successful, but it is successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's a, it's a, always uh, a different one when, or a, a tough conversation. I don't even know if tough it's, it's, you know, you guys are proud fathers, right? You guys, you know, you're, you guys are very happy for where your kids are going in that, in that aspect too. But, you know, I know you guys are very humbled in that way where, you know, it's uh, so I don't know, like, I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but obviously I know you kind of touched on it there a bit, but you know, for Broads, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say too, like, it is a pretty cool moment. And you know, it like that. And I only, and I say it because like you, you think it, you 
you hear it, all that, but to actually sit there with Vernon and his, you know, his mom and his brother and the family, like that was a, I was, I was honored. It was, it was an honor to sit there. And I've been in those, I've been in that situation before dating back to the brick tournament with your kids are playing in that too. And that kind of brought back like good memories, like, you know, and you know, I obviously everyone knows the whole story with, with uh, Ilya and a kid that I'm kind of, you know, helping out and, you know, he's doing his thing. And I, he was not my kid, but in a way I look at it, like how much I love that kid. And, you know, you kind of, you're watching him succeed and do the best in anything you can. I don't have kids and that's maybe the closest thing that I have to in that, in that aspect. Cause you know, I do have my nephew, but you know, he's more into soccer. So it's kind of cool to go support him in a soccer aspect too, but I love hockey, but you guys get to, you know, seeing it with Vernon and how in, you know, involved and, you know, connected he is watching the game and seeing that with you guys too. Like you guys sometimes talk about how nervous wreck you guys are when you guys are watching your kids play, but um, you know, Broads kind of throw it. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to go through it this year. Yeah, I mean, let's absolutely. call it spade a spade. It's yeah. going to be, I mean, you guys, you're going to go through it. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be, you know, I don't mean to speak uh, on your behalf, but I mean, for, for me as an outsider and as a friend to both you guys and, it's it's going to be fun, you know. Cool. The only thing that's it gets a little stressful with parents, you know. You see yeah. scouts in there, and they start getting a little well, crazy. And <laughs> Rupert and I made a pact to each other to either of us is ever getting squirrely or anybody as we'll just nip it in the bud and be like, "Let's just relax here, guys. They're 14, and Correct. we'll see what happens and <laughs> keep on plugging yeah. away." Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, you know. Coming up to this season, I think Brody and I were very lucky to be around uh, yeah. some dads that that are, you know, have some skin in the game now. And like Brody's, like Turner, you know what I mean? Like he he he's doing, he's forging his own path and has his own goals and his dreams, mm-hmm. and you know, great on him. And I, I think the message from you know, <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think I know the message from myself and Brody to our kids this year is. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about ranking. It's all don't noise. About, don't yeah, worry about putting up points. Don't 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 worry about you know uh, who's in the crowd or this or that. Just go out and and play like you've always played. And I think for the most part, they're they're pretty level headed in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, good, good. And those kids, yeah, we've met them and they've been on you know, this, this pod, uh, years ago and whatnot and conversations with them at the rink at the, at the John Reed, like very humble and very, uh, yeah. well-mannered kids. Right. So all those kids, like look at Finn Warner, like he signed the other day, I think it was Everett, right? Warner. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so just, uh, he's going to get, uh, he's still down there. Dad left him down in Everett. He gets, comes back, hangs out with the team for another, however many days yeah. he's been there until yeah. Sunday and they fly him home. There you go. Right? And you guys saw. Did you guys just see? Did you guys see that they changed that uh, WHL? That's not changed, Rupert. That's not no. right. Are you sure? So what, yeah. was, what, was I, what was I reading? Twitter is not real. Things on <laughs> I'm not saying Twitter was real, but I I saw it at a few places. I just talked to Werner about it. I said, "Frank, did you get that? Like, did you see that?" And he he explained huh. to me how how it actually works. Okay. Okay. Then that's I'll not, just shut that's my not mouth. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, I think that's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet for sure. What about that kid on Regina that's been plossed in the headline? He looks like he's 10 yeah. years old. Looks like he was 10. He's, he's a, he's a fucking defenseman. 
He looked like a surfer. He did. Holy fuck. The, that was the number one trend on uh, Elite Prospects. Jet was his name. I don't know. I can't pronounce his last yeah. name. Just, Jet the Champagne. I was going to say champ, yeah, surfer. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. No, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty sweet for sure. Um, Phil, you want to? I had a cool moment today, boys. You want to hear something cool? Yeah. Go ahead. What? I went, so we went down, Deanna and I took uh, Turner down to Wenatchee on the weekend, or for like last week. He made it kind of through the inter-squad game, and they asked him to stay, so he stayed. And today, he hopped on a bus. My late bloomer kid that never, ever would have thought this would have happened. Went to Spokane and played his very first exhibition game in the WHL. Like, how cool is that? I would never would have thought that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool day today. Awesome. There yeah. Go. That's why life's good, right, Rhodes? There's... Absolutely, buddy. Yeah. That's one of the many reasons for yeah, sure. You got that right. That's a proud moment for sure. So awesome. Um, uh, anything else you guys want to add to the WHL stuff? We want to do more of that this year. I, you know, where we're hoping that uh, we'll get access to a media pass between the WHL and the NHL. We do have one with the Flames and uh the the Hitmen. So um it's just you know one with the Oil Kings and the Oilers, but um conversations are still fluid in that. So, but you guys want to add anything, anything there on the WHL theme? It's just, if you get a chance to go and watch it, watch it. Cause it's really good hockey. Yeah. What is it? Connor McKenna is in, uh, in medicine hat. That's a, uh, I think yeah. Connor Bernard's uh, cousin. Yeah. Yeah. I got to watch Zach Benson this last week. He is insane. How good he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. When actually, so, they used to be an NAHL or USHL team. They were NAHL and then they were a BCHL up until. That's right. Juvenville played there, Rob. Jeff. Oh, oh yeah? There? Yeah, Juvenville played there. Oh, cool. Yeah. When they were whatever they were prior. It's got an unbelievable building. Like, it's right near the water. The Columbia River's right there. Yeah. Pretty cool place. All right, we'll uh, transition over to some other exciting news. Uh, the PWHL has signed, uh, you know, they got their teams going now. So uh, big news for women's hockey uh, professionally. So there's uh, six teams. Um, there's three in Canada, three in the States. Uh, you know, so great on them for, you know, getting that going. And, you know, it's been a it's been a long haul for, for a lot here, just trying to get that league going. There's so, been so much, um, you know, noise of uh, un unforeseen circumstances. So it's just nice to kind of have them, uh, them going for sure. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. So obviously uh, their teams will be in Toronto. So fill me in because I'm uh, what, what noise has there been? Right. I, I don't mean, yeah, like I'm... yeah, no, 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 that's not bad. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, it, there's never been like the NHL's always kind of shined away from supporting anything. Cause there's, you know, it's like, this person's going to run this league and they're going to run it this way. And then this person's going to run le- this league and run it this way. Cause there was two different kind of leagues and then they weren't getting compensated. So they weren't getting paid, um, you know, the games, some of the games. So obviously, you know, seasons would start and then they would never finish because, you know, they're not getting paid. So now like the highest salary in the PWHL is going to be 80,000 and the lowest end of the salary is going to be 40,000. So um, I was talking to a friend today, 
on the way to the rink to, you know, earlier tonight and just asked her opinion because she played pro hockey over in, in Sweden. And, uh, you know, her thoughts were that is, that's really good money, like comparable money. Like that is like more than probably what they thought. Like they, I, here's uh, what I don't understand. Aside from football or maybe the, I mean, maybe the girls, maybe there can be a football league, but why can't these professional sport league, like MLB, NHL, do what the NBA is doing with the WNBA. Like it or not, watch it or not, whatever, you know, your fancy is. But Well, this is what, the first time the NHL how can they jumped know? in now to help. So out. is that kind of what's going on? Yeah. Is the, the NHL, NHL? Okay. Yeah, it's the first time. The, the, Perfect. Yeah, Gary was pretty, like, it, the way Gary, you know, and he said it on the record was until they get their the situation in order, there's nothing we can do to help. So now it took them this long to get their situation in order. Good. Okay. Now they'll have, Perfect. Now they have it. So now the NHL can support them. And I think we saw Perfect. a little bit of a little bit of that with, you know, them, you know, being a part of the, the NHL all-star game. You know, a lot of those players that we've seen at the NHL all-star game are the first players to sign. So Brian Burke is running the, you know, the, the, PA side for the, for the, for the women's. And then the, you know, Jana Hefford's going to run the the league side of it for that side. So Jennifer Hefford's obviously a very famous uh, hockey player, uh, great uh, uh, pedigree that she has in the women's hockey. So, you know, so yeah, they have, they have six teams now. So there's obviously yeah, three in the three in the U S and, and they'll have their uh, three in Canada. So good on them. Like and who owns the team? Huh? Who yeah. owns each team? Yeah, it like there's they haven't announced the owners of who they are, uh, as far as I know. Not the NHL, like NHL doesn't own them. All. Yeah, the NHL doesn't own them. Like the NHL is supporting in any which way they can. Um, but yeah, oh. so it's Boston, Minnesota, New York, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto. Those are the teams. Um, so they don't. Uh, yeah, they they obviously kind of kind of come up with like names and uh, jerseys and all that, but they'll they're a go for now. So you know, there's they just started signing players the other day, like Sarah Nurse Darnell's cousin uh, just signed in Toronto. So you know, there's some players signed in Ottawa, but yeah, there's there it hasn't I haven't seen anything. I've been looking for that as who owns it, but I know the NHL doesn't own it, but they are in support of it too. So. Um, Perfect. It's a start. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, Phil, your thoughts on, on this and kind of the, the, the growth of women's hockey too. Yeah. Like the, the only exposure I ever had to women's hockey is like Olympics and, you know, you're kind of, unfortunately, like they're kind of like the, the calm before the storm of the men's game that usually playing for, for gold against team USA. And then usually the men are the next day. So, you know, like you always support them, obviously like at the Olympics, you want to see the the Canadian girls, you know, uh, bring it and, and bring home the gold medal every year. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's good hockey, you know, um, out at a Tim green camp like this year out in Camrose. Like I know they're, uh, their power skating coach is a female and she can just skate like the wind. So like, I don't know, some of these girls can skate pretty good and probably play pretty good. Heck of a lot better than I am out there. So yeah, like, um, I, like, I know, like I, I'm, I was born in England, so I watch soccer and all the premiership teams have their women's teams in England for soccer. And I think that's pretty neat and cool, cool to watch. So yeah, I, I might uh, check it out a little bit this year for sure. I can't. Sorry, Phil. It, it's tough. Your English accent's so thick that 
I yeah. forgot what you just said on that last. Uh... <laughs> I, I put it, I put it, I just, you know, I put this uh, Canadian accent on. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all just a facade, buddy. Uh, Sorry. So, so, I, so, so people think I know what I'm talking about with hockey, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, mean to shut the podcast down there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rupper, you you, ex- you expose you just expose me, Rupper. Yeah, that's okay. Rupper, your thoughts on this uh, league? Yeah, uh, it, it's about time. Um, how can I? Uh, like, I, I get that. Uh, you know the the NHL is not owners, but you know you you, you say, and I'm not trying to take anything away from what transpired because I, I'm in full support of it, but the only way the NHL is getting involved, if it's going to benefit them. So somebody's, they, they, they have to be making money or getting a kickback somehow. Correct. Yeah. It, right. So it, it's not that they're let's, let's be honest. They're not just out there supporting them. They're getting their cut or whatever it is. And they, sh- they, they should, because they're the big brother and, and, how else are they going to get? How how else is that league going to you know get get their feet wet, right? So, um, I, I, I'm totally for it. It's about time. I hope it grows. I hope it expands. I think my only issue is that uh, I don't want to get political, but there's been a lot of stuff you know in the, the last year or two, you know, with the trans movement, and uh, I'd hate to see you know these women work so hard for, you know, what they, what they've done and what they accomplished and have a guy come in, like, you know, kind of the, the Riley Gaines situation and start breaking records and taking spots away from, you know, uh, women that deserve to play there. And like I said, I don't want to get political about it, but, uh, or, or, you know, that those are my feelings and those are my opinions. And, some people might have their opinions and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, you know, and, and in the world we live in with social media and, and uh, you know, if you want to call it woke, wokeism or wokeness or whatever you want to call it, it, it. It's just, it's tough because, you know, you have, you have women in the workforce and women in the world and sporting world or whatever. And, you know, They've been wanted to be treated equal to men for so long, and they worked so hard to get there. And so, who's Riley you know, Gaines? Bosco, you want to take that? You know what? I don't even know who Riley Gaines is, to be honest. So, um, Riley Gaines is an activist. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not educated enough she, to know. She's that. against the inclusion of trans women in sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did some research. The part research I did on this today. I didn't do any research on, on Riley Gaines, but the research I did is that I did talk to a few girls that have played pro hockey out in Sweden over in, in, in overseas. Um, they, um, they're actually like, you know, they're in agreement that they don't think that they'll have this problem in their league just because it hasn't been anything that they've had at the world hockey championship level or the Olympic level. Um, they did talk about, yes, you know, in, 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 you know, in weightlifting or MMA and in that there has been that situation. It has kind of been there, but 
they're uh, they're more like yeah we're we're not too worried about that but the biggest theme for them was like yeah like from the, one, the the two that I chatted with today like you know they don't think it should be equal pay and 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 all that because you know men and women have different you know hormones in in their body and all that so it's like you know and then obviously it, well, in here too for like if they were to get pregnant they do have in their contracts that they you know they're on maternity leave sure. and all that right and, but 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 the, but, but, but Bosco, the money will be there if if, if this is a, a success and you, you hope that right like yeah. if if these guys start putting up numbers uh they're gonna get hopefully it's not a 19 you know 40 original six <laughs> situation where you know these they're, they're getting a, a signing bonus as a coat you know what i mean yeah to your point rally Gaines is american swimmer um and, and you know she and a bunch of women set a lot of records and there was a trans woman or trans man i don't even know the difference guys i'm sorry uh that came in and started shattering a bunch of records she went she went in front of congress and yeah um it was, it was yeah, it was unbelievable, and you know, you, you go on social media and you see the backlash she's getting, and it it it, it makes me laugh it, it, because you have, and that's what I was my point. My my point was is that uh, you know you have people today on social media and wherever it else may be that uh, you know are fighting for women's rights and, and women to be equal when it comes to sports and whatever yep. else it may be and i don't have a problem with that but then then you have then you have a, a a trans person come in to their that sport and they back that so like they're contradicting themselves <laughs> you, you you can't have both like it, it's just such wild times we're living in in 2023 with some Listen, of this stuff when it comes I, to this I think and Batman, I, like I said I don't want I don't want to go up tangent yeah, yeah. or go up topically. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm just giving you my opinion and hats off to the women and and uh, I hope it's successful. I I think if if Batman, I he I'm glad that Burke's involved because he I think he understands like they're missing an opportunity in particular in Canada maybe in the states too because of the rivalry and in some of those like Minnesota and then like the Eastern States. But I, I think, I think uh, the PWHL could, could supersede the, the WNBA. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe not. I mean, not now, not, like it's going to like, they got a few months here. Like it doesn't start till January of 2020. Correct. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think more, more American audience, members will fall in love with women's hockey than they would WNBA. If that makes sense, just have because they not already of... had two leagues have just folded. No, I know. Like it's I know, been a but... complete failure every time. But, but if you do it right, like if you, if you're trying to sell out a, a 20,000 seat stadium, it probably isn't going to work, but <laughs> think about it. If you, if you put like the lower bowl for Rogers place, let's just, Use that as an example. Yep. There are a lot of families that can't go to a game, an Oil Kings game or an Oilers game. So if you put, you know, tickets cheap and and you know whatever, have you know, five dollar hot dog or whatever it is, right? If you put it cheap enough and you you get the women's game going, I good. mean, we, like Mill Woods, 
in itself, we're, we have so many girls registered this year that, and, and hockey Edmonton is also doing or Edmonton Federation is also doing a great job where they branched off into the, the girls league and whatnot. But um, like we have girls registered that we're looking for a, like a girl, a woman development director yeah. kind of thing, just to, wow. cause we know where we're headed. Yeah. Like, so if you could do this right, you know, you could run it as like a, I, I hate to say it, but you'd have to go below the oil Kings almost because the oil Kings sometimes can sell out if they have teddy bear toss, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you market it right, I think, I think you can have a gold mine if you keep it in. And in that was the, right. the whole NHL's theme of when they're going to get back behind it. Like they obviously help, but they're just like, okay, give us your plan and let's see it. But the, like, Cause the women's like, game, it, dude, it's good hockey. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Good and, and, hey, like I was at the at Sierra tryouts and they don't tonight. fuck around. No. And I was at Sierra tryouts. Tonight. <laughs> we, there's me and three other evaluators and on one of the teams, the best player hands down the other team was a defenseman and she's a female. She was really good. So, yeah. you know, like that's a U 11 program that we were evaluating, but you know, just, they are there like, you know, but yeah, they're high. I know who they that need, is. Like, I, I agree. They need their league and now they got it. Like these other two leagues folded mm-hmm. throughout the seasons. And now this is on, it, it, it's where it needed to go. So for the, and, and yeah, obviously it's a big, comment. I hope it works. I hope it works too. They deserve it. They've worked hard for it. Um, you know, their, their stage was always world hockey championships or, uh, the Olympics and they wanted this badly. So now they got it. And, uh, and I, and I, have, they have the right people in charge taking care of it and I think it'll do good. And so good on them. And I'm, I'm very excited to see it and we'll do more women's coverage on our, on our podcast. We get asked that all the time. And, you know, it's the same thing too, with us getting asked about, you know, Oh, you guys always have Calgary flames on always, always Calgary flames, always Calgary flames. Well, the Calgary flames. I'm not trying to jam the Oilers up, but the Calgary flames are easy to work with. The Oilers are not easy to work with. And everyone knows that it's not a secret. Phil and I were at this event on the weekend. We had a very top uh, reporter on a very, you know, great newscast. There were several newscasts there, but this reporter said mainstream media, mainstream media. And he said, it's very tough for him too. So it's uh, he said he has a tough time with the Oilers, you know, but we'll do more or more coverage of the, of the women's game and, and, and all that. So it'll be, and just like that, we'll try, we'll keep pressing play with the Oilers and hopefully it, it works out. But yeah, that's kind of, listen. I just found out a kid I used to coach um, my first year of coaching. Fuck. This is 1999. Adam Redmond it married Natalie Spooner. Oh, I, okay. I don't even know how I didn't know that before. And I saw the two the of them. Show, a, man. It was like in a picture and I'm like, what in <laughs> like, holy fuck. Uh, nice. There you Good go. for him. Yeah. Love to get he that. should just make a bunch of sport babies. What he should do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is. I think that's they, 100% they that's what they're doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he went out to play Dubs for a bit. And Christ. St. Albert Wi-Fi. Yeah. All right, uh, let's transition and finish up on a few other things here that we have on our notes. Um, maybe this one will take a half an hour. I don't know. We'll just hang on. Just in closing, I think what what Rupp was trying to say is that I, we hope that this trans or woke atmosphere doesn't come into this 
and interfere with what we're trying, what they're trying no, to build. No, there. no, no. Yeah. And, and you don't have to speak for me. I, 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 get I was it, rambling man. on there. I just, I, I, I want it to succeed. I just don't want this to, to, to start succeeding. And then, and then yeah. have all their hard work drain and, and a distraction from this or that. Listen, I honestly, I, I don't care if, if, if you want to be trans, be trans. But if, if, we're starting to get into MMA and cracking skulls, then then that, that's an issue. That's yeah. 100% an issue. <laughs> if you think it's not, then you need to get yourself examined. All right. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they obviously your words are your words. And, you know, I don't think it was wrong, Rupper. So, yeah. And uh, if we get heat, we get heat at the end of the day. But, you know, this they deserve their league, and that's what it's, you know, all about. 100%. Yeah, all four. So, all right. Uh, we'll finish up on this. Uh, we'll, uh, it's the most uh, debatable topic, I guess, on social media a little bit here and there. And uh, I'm a Leaf fan, so maybe we'll uh, – We'll see what it is, but oh, um, Austin Matthews, uh, Austin Matthews resigns with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, it's a four-year extension, thirteen point two five million dollars. Um, I think it's around just a seven, eight, five hundred thousand dollars more than Nathan <laughs> McKinnon. But uh, you know what? The big takeaway for me is this: it, it just goes. It, you know, at the end of the day of the contract, when this one's done, obviously he's got you know five years of service left with the lease but it's a four-year extension and one more year left but um the biggest thing that stands out to me is austin matthews uh, his time in toronto the lease never got a discount on his performance they never got a discount on you know what his contract was and that was kind of botched under the the uh the Kyle Dubas era where, you know, Dubas uh, took over after they, uh, they let Lula, Lula Morello go. I don't think if Lou was there, this would have happened, but uh, obviously it happened when Kyle was there and now he's in Pittsburgh. Um, but, uh, you know, Brad Shuliving comes in very established general manager, nine years in the NHL as a GM and several years with the Coyotes as assistant GM. But um, yeah, the biggest takeaway for me on this is just at least don't get a discount on this deal. So uh, ever on him being a leaf for, you know, the, at least the 12 years that he's going to be there at the end of the contract. And we'll see at the end of this deal, if he finally says, I'm going to sign an eight year deal, but he, uh, he kind of does things his own way differently than other, than other players. Obviously a lot of players go the eight year route and take the most amount of term and, and get the money. But, uh, and it's just the way it works. This, the same thing's going to happen in the NFL here by Sunday. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be the highest paid quarterback. Is he the best quarterback in the NFL? No. Is Pat Mahomes? Yes. But when you're one in the top five players, you're obviously at that time, you're going to make more. Cause we all know when Connor's up, he's going to make more. Um, Rupp, your thoughts on the Austin Matthews extension? No comment. <laughs> he is not you got it. You don't like it? No. Why? What do yeah, I, like? I don't like Austin Matthews. <laughs> All right. That's Why not? Next right? person. Next person. <laughs> Next okay. person. No, no worries. If he's got no comment, it's all good. Uh, Vandy, your thoughts? Um, the fact that that he got it, it's reliving whether the contract negotiation was already in place or whatever before. Uh, Dubas left, but the fact that he got it done four years, I think was reasonable. Do you, you know, I don't personally, I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth 13 mil. 
everybody that I hear podcasts, other radio, whatever they, they seem to think he's, he's worth it. But I, you know, I think he's catching a buck and, you know, I, I think if Arizona, I don't know, he can't speak on that. I was going to say if Arizona had their ducks in a row or shit in a group, then he might want to go back home. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think he ain't worth 13 mil in my opinion. I think that's, that's an overpay for four years. Yeah. He's going to get you what 40 goals easily with his eyes closed. But I mean, he ain't going to make it past the first, second round. He, he doesn't have that pedigree that, that to me, that, that drive, even when, you know, watch him in the playoffs against Florida. Was it Florida or Tampa? Yeah, Florida. Yeah. Well, they did play Tampa too. Yeah. But yeah, but even watching him, I mean, it, he just, he doesn't have that. And Marner's the same way. It's like, See, in the, in we the, got, I thought, I thought in the first series against, and I'm not saying this to spite you or anything. Oh, no, I'm I, just, I this is what I see. I don't see a playoff competitive person. I see a person who, I want to get paid. I want to be the highest paid player. I want to be the most marketable player in the NHL. I don't give a shit if I win rings. And look, I'm <laughs> I'm probably totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, why else would he be playing the game? But to me, he just he doesn't have that competitive spirit. He doesn't come across as that guy that has a competitive spirit. Yeah, the, I thought the first series against Tampa last year that, uh, yeah, he played good. He played the playoff hockey. He stepped it up. But when they played the Panthers. Yeah, I didn't watch. Yeah, didn't. When, the, when they played the Panthers, yeah, they the, the Panthers smothered him and Marner and the rest of the guys. They could not get going. I think Nylander was the only guy that scored out of the, the core four in the front. But, uh, Broad, your thoughts? I think it's smart business for him doing the shorter term deals. I think he's going to, at the end of the day, he's going to come across as a super genius here with, right. He's going to be 30 years old when he's deals up. Is that correct? 31, 30, yep, 30, 30, 30. So he'll still be scoring 40, 50, 55 goals. And he's going to absolutely cash in, right? If he did the eight year deal, he's on his way down. When that comes up at 30, you'll be able to cash in. I think you'll probably take that eight year deal and, who knows what that'll be worth then? It'll be worth 15, 17. Who knows by then? Yeah. He's going to make an absolute fortune. I can't begrudge a guy for not taking a hometown discount. Imagine you, any of us sitting at work, your boss comes to us and says, Hey, do you want to uh, take a hometown discount? And our staff and our team will be better if you take 10% less. Fuck that. Yeah. Can't begrudge him for that. So, and it's just timing when he, how he's able to get that deal. So it, it worked out great for him, but I, I agree with clay. I don't see him as some elite playoff performer. He's good. He's really good at scoring goals, but he hasn't proven to anybody that he's worth, well, worth it. In the Marner, yeah. Him and Marner haven't produced in the playoffs at all. 100%. Right? Yeah. They still, so, I'm sure they still have point of game or close point of game. And it, and it still is a team game, but you know, those yeah. guys compared, if you're going to compare to the other greats of the game, um, you know, like I think the big conversation I was, I was seeing today on, you know, some radio stations here and then some in, in Toronto when they were kind of talking about it too, is just, you know, the, the difference between, you know, the big thing today, cause the conversation I had Jason Strudwick on the Toronto radio, like the only way the Oilers will win the Stanley Cup is if Connor McDavid plays two minutes less and decides to say, I'm going to sacrifice 20 points 
So if it, yeah. if it like that's you know because that's what kind of well, you know, Jonathan Taze was. You think like Gretzky it? did that? You think Gretzky said I'm going to sacrifice two points of 192 point season to win the Stanley Cup? No, work. Yeah. What, <laughs> how, explain to me how you sacrifice two points, Jason Strudwick. Quit flying. Twenty points. Two yeah. minutes Stop again. On the pucks. Twenty points, Clay. I know, but explain to me how that. No, well, the like way Brody these athletes Steve are built Eisen, nowadays, Steve they're Eisen built to play. Yeah. They're built to play 26, 28 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. But and they, I get it. It I gets physical. Means, Clay, sorry, go ahead. Well, I get it. It gets more physical in the playoffs, but like, no, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl need to be our, they have been for the last two years. And the last two years, we've lost. You know, to the to the eventual Stanley Cup winners. Yeah. So let's the not owner, forget the that. owner of the Golden Knights said on Elliot Freeman's podcast, he's like, "We won the Stanley Cup because at the end of that series against the Oilers, they were gassed." He's like, "We actually loved that they were playing 26, 29 minutes late." And he's like, "You look at our team. Not not one player played over twenty minutes for forward wise. Like obviously their defense, but their defense was pretty much evened out too." And Jeff O'Neill said today on his show, he's like all these last several cup winners, it's always big, strong defensemen. But we see that's how it wins a cup. So you, I was you, just going to say, you know what's yeah. horse shit about that? Bosco, who had the smallest D in the, in the entire playoffs, the team who lost in the finals. Yeah. So that's a horse shit. For me, that's horse shit. You can, and it it's like be, manipulating right? scouts, right? Yeah. It's, but Colorado did have like a huge burling, you know, when they won, no. you know, like Eric Johnson was their biggest defenseman. You know, uh, and yeah. Anson was their second biggest defenseman, and then McCarr. And lots then of ways out, to win. Right? Yeah. So I, I think we're, if we go back to talking about McDavid and those guys and becoming champions, is by by not flying the zone, by stopping on pucks, not being the last man back every single time, and deciding to, you know what, I'm not going to fly the zone. I'm instead I'm going to come back and I'm going to chase this guy down. Like we should see him catch somebody on the back check every single shift. Right. We see it once every five, six games. And as soon as he does that, then the Oilers will win the Stanley Cup, regardless if he plays 22 minutes or 26, in my opinion. Yeah. As soon as he yeah. does that and then everybody else does it, because if he's on the ice for 26 minutes and he's playing the right way, the Oilers are going to win championship. Yeah. And he That's just, a fact. I, fuck, I hate it when you're right. But he said, but Connor, <laughs> Connor, like what Brody just said, Connor said that tonight on Oilers now yeah. with Bob Stoffer. Oh, good. Bob, because Bob goes, Bob said to him, he's like, Yeah, you were, look at last year. You guys are the most explosive team, high flying team. Everyone wanted to see you. You guys scored the most amount of goals last year. And you guys are on national television 18 times this year in the US. How, how exciting is that? He's like, It's really exciting, but it's not exciting when you get scored on as much as we did. So yeah. when Ekholm came, they went to ninth. They were 27th in goals against when Ekholm was here, and they're still in a playoff spot. Then when Ekholm came here, they were ninth. Ekholm only played like Ekholm played what 18 games, and he was a plus 28. Like it was it's unreal crazy, what he did, his impact was to the team. So, and obviously, like Jonathan Marshall said, they exposed the Oilers because they didn't play the way they played. They were playing man man defense, and he's like, "Yeah," it, like he called that out in a Gene Prince Bay interview after one of the intermissions here in Edmonton. So he's like, "Yeah, it's easy to play against because of the way they're playing." You know, here's my worry with that home playing a full season with the Oilers is he's never really been the go to number one quote 
defenseman ever yeah is yeah. that he he is his numbers need to stay where they were previous to coming to Edmonton because that that's my he's a big man right mm-hmm. and if he's playing you know 26 28 minutes or what I don't know what his numbers are but if he's playing minutes above what he normally did my fear is that you run out of gas. Those are the guys that that'll run out of gas in the playoffs. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl aren't going to run out of gas. They run out of gas. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, and they should be good enough. The Oilers leading into the end of the regular season, where they can rest at Coleman, bring him down to even less than his average for the last whatever couple. Of Correct. Weeks. Correct. And right. Dreisaitl was pointless in the last three games of that series um, for the Vegas Oilers. Yeah, because. So. Fucking the slash, the house is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slash on yeah. the arm, yeah. Rupert, your question I think Trey Living had to pay, he had to get that deal yeah. signed, yeah. Or I think there's like he would have been run out of maybe, town. I think there's 10 or 15 players in the league that just walk up and they're like, Here's the number, here's the term, and here's the no move, and here's the signing bonus. And then they just the GM has no choice, but you, you, yeah. you're saying in the chat, Bosco, that like. Matthews is top five. I think he's a top five player in the NHL, hundred percent in the league. Yeah, in the league, top five forward, top five forward in the league all day long. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, he has the most amount of goals since he broke in the NHL. He okay. has the most. He by twenty five goals, he is he is. If anything that he's established better than anyone is he's the best even strength goal scorer in the NHL. So he has that. He has the most amount of even strength goals. The next guy closest to him is, is like 35. So away. he's the best goal scorer. No, I'm just saying like, he's all around in, in, in ways like he's in the conversation. So, you know, like, he, so if you have, obviously, obviously if you, if you have the go, fifth like, pick goal, right goal, now goal, and you got yeah. McDavid dry settle Bergeron or, um, but he won, like he won, the, he won, he won the trophy, McKinnon, yeah, you know, won the trophy. So last, like he's former MVP of the league. Like he's not that just like some, just, Joe Schmo guy that just goes on the ice and just twirls around. Like if he's in Columbus, is he winning the heart? I think no. so. Yeah. I don't now. Yeah. No way. No chance. I think 60 goals, right? That like no one else did that until Stamkos did it in how many years, right? So and then dry then McDavid did it last year. So I don't like we will can argue for another hour about it. Like that's your guys. We always did I, once I, a month, I do. Yeah. I uh up your quiet over there. <laughs> so I'm almost ready for a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Yummies have kicked in or upper. Oh, the gummy no. kicked in. <laughs> no. I, I, I think, I think he's uh, I think he's, you know, a, a top talent player and, you know, I think all around he, you know, he's really good, but yeah, the biggest knock is, you know, he, I uh, didn't do, he did it in the, ta- the Tampa series when they needed him the most, he showed up. And then when the Florida series came, yeah, he had a, he had a tough series against Florida and that was why they lost. They could not score goals. They didn't get blown out. Like they were not getting losing seven, nothing games in the Florida series. Every game was two, one or three, two. They just couldn't, Leafs couldn't score more. Uh, So if you want him to be a top five player, he needs to pull a Connor McDavid and win, get the overtime goal against Calgary to send them on to another series. Needs to score Stevie Weiserman top shelf, win a series. That's what he needs to do. Actually get that physical goal that takes them over the edge to the next series. And he's never been close to doing it. Ever. No, he took it. Ever. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like if you did you watch the Tampa series though? Because he was, you know, when he's they good, yeah. when he when they were down four one, 
who was the player that brought him back into the game? Austin Matthews. Yeah, I agree. He's good. You know, I'm not saying he's not good. He's an excellent hockey player. Yeah. I'm just saying if you want, if you, in my opinion, you want him to be in that category, he's got to step yeah, up. Which I, it think actually he, matters. which I think he is. Like, I think the two way play is there. Uh, you know, I think, you know, he's always been 60 points or 60% face off player. That's hard to do in the national hockey league. So you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think he, he does a lot, a lot of good things, especially away from the puck. Like I obviously watch him every single night in Toronto and you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion. You know, everyone's got their yeah. own, but you know, anyone I've pulled, like I, like I said to you guys in the group chat, I, I text over 20 NHL players, current and former players. And they all said he's, you know, an elite player, top five player that they would take on their team. So you know, I know that everyone wants to talk about one dimensional and, and all that too. And, and, and whatnot, but you know, at the, like his pace is right next to Ovechkin's pace right now. And it's it, when Ovechkin. Okay. But that's goal scoring. That's not player. It it is goal scoring, but last year he took a different direction in the way he played, like, you know, 41 goals for an Austin for any player would love 41 goals. And you say 41 goals for him. Like, I still think that's a pretty good year. but awesome. you know, a lot, a lot of it, like his, like, if you look at his defensive zone face-offs, um, his play away from the puck, it's, it's, I add all of that into the category. That's how I, that's how I look at him as a top five player in the national hockey league. But you know, it's, it's always, it's always a, it's always a debatable topic, especially when you have like, there's goaltenders in the league too that don't get enough love also. Right. So, you know, we obviously go to the, uh, the offensive side or, you know, the, some of the, the top defensive players, but um, you know, like a couple of years ago, we were saying Nathan McKinnon and the year last year, we were saying Kale McCart. Right. So, um, but yeah, hundred percent, the biggest knock is going to be playoff success. They, if he doesn't do anything in the playoffs, then yeah, well, it's just a really great. That- yeah. You have to do it. In It'll be in McDavid right? and McDavid and dry settle. Don't win a cup. I mean, they will be like tumbleweed down the road. The they same won't, conversation. Nobody will like, care. The Oilers window is two years. In my opinion, it's two years. So if they don't win a cup in two oh. years, you, you never want, you never either got to a cup final or won a cup on a deal that dry settles. Cause it can seemingly overpaid or like under, like he underpaid. Sorry. Like he is 8.5 million for, you know, 50 goals score every year and 120 point goal score every year. You know, you know, his next deal is at least $15 million. So I hate So you got to win a cup in the next two years, or you're going to have two players that are around $15 million. So you have two players at $30 million. Like now is that, is that feasible under a cap? That's maybe, you know, at that time might be like $95 million if, if everything goes well, but maybe it's not at 95 million, right? Like it's supposed to go up 4 million next year. And then, and maybe three or 4 million a year after that, you know, and that's in, in Toronto gains a little bit because Tavares's contract comes off the books, right? So that's a big 11, $11.5 million that comes off the books, you know, when all these guys are in their situation, but we'll see what happens. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, well, hopefully, you know, that it's always a debate, you know, whether we're true or not, or, you know, it's like representing the chat, like it's, it's everyone's opinion and, you know, no opinions wrong. 100%. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. wrong. We no, can argue, wrong. we can debate. No, 100% you can, you can argue in, in the debate. The That's why I brought it up. Is, what, what, where does Austin Matthews rank if he's here, right? In this market. 
So where does he rank? Like, you know, if, if Austin Matthews is a Edmonton order and we see the success that he has, is he, is he a top five player? Is it the, the, or the, With the players we have now? I'm just like, you're just saying if, if Austin, he's Matthews, four, he's behind Nuge. So behind Nuge. Okay. Behind Nuge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, that's your opinion, right? I like, so that seems a little bit much. He has to be trolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the gummies are kicked in for Vandy. So. Yeah. I don't do that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, we'll finish up on that. Maybe we'll have another debate down the road here, but um, for sure. all right. Uh, you guys Rob, have anything? Great to have you back, my man. Yes. I know. Well, no problem. The feet in just months. Good feet. No, are, are, we plugging, are we plugging LB's pub right now? Yeah. LB's. Yeah, no, they're getting a plug. So, so why wasn't that on the St. Albert Pub Crawl? It was, but uh, we didn't make it there. When you start, <laughs> when you start at noon, and you bow out at ten thirty, it's a tough call. Oh, great time, man! Great people, great people. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We have a, a fully uh, a, a full week of uh, podcast next week. We got Bob Stoffer back, so hopefully, maybe we can get Rupper back with him, so they can go in their good debates. Um, so Stoffer will be joining us again. Is is uh, a monthly hit with us as uh, we'll be starting off every month uh, to start the month. Bob Stoffer will be joining us, so. Uh, He'll be back. And then we got Mike Fuda. We have uh, one of Phil's buddies uh, joining us too. So uh, he used to used to play in the National Hockey League and uh, maybe a couple more surprise guests uh, uh, coming up and maybe the biggest uh, surprise guest coming up. And uh, thanks for everyone that uh, for joining in and uh, having a conversation and, uh, you know, stay well, be humble, be kind and uh, enjoy the week. <laughs>